Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible, and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Track Off. My name's Justin. And my name's Alex. And today we are still, we are still neck deep in the embarrassment of riches of, of nerdy awesomeness that happened in the month or so that we were away. Um, so we, we are going to talk about that Mandalorian season ender, but that's probably going to be next week. And, and we are going to talk, talk about, about the news of we're Marvel talk news about or something, but that's going to be later. In, the incredible Marvel news and like the 70 trailers for things coming out. Uh, here, minor spoiler. I saw the trailer for WandaVision and was like, oh, looks like Marvel got a hold of the script for a Christmas cancellation. Um, we'll talk about it. Uh, actually, it's really funny on that note. Oh, really? We, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a we're trapped in a TV show and nobody realizes that they're trapped in a TV show aspect of, of WandaVision. Man, also, why is that? I swear that every time you do like it happened with um, it happened when you were writing it, too. There was a movie that came out around that time. Yep. Uh, yep. There was that. And then so so here's my track record so far, in case anybody was wondering. Uh, I do have a number of, a number of movies that have come out all at the same time that I was making a Christmas cancellation that was the same idea as a Christmas cancellation. Um, where again, which you can watch now, right now yes, on Amazon and Prime. You, and Still, you absolutely should. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it's not it's not really a Christmas movie. That would be disingenuous to call it. It's that, Christmassy enough to be a Christmas movie, but like not so much of a Christmas movie that if you don't dig Christmas movies, that you're gonna be like, oh, I don't want to watch another I, one. But like it's that like, being said. Regardless, like it is genuine, and I—I I mean, you guys know I give him shit all the time, so like I'm not actually biased. I can I could be uh, objective, and it is objectively uh, a very good film. It is prob- oh, probably his you. his best film to date. Like the writing oh, is spot you. on, wow. the acting, it's, and there are layers um, going on. Like it's 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 fun and funny and interesting, but there's also definitely layers. And, and dude, you like dug deep, and and I. I saw all the things and 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 you went there and you fucking nailed it. Like it's really good. Legit. Thank you very very much. I appreciate it. I'm I'm excited for you to see my next one. Um, which will you be all got, some, all you guys know I'm a harsh fuck critic these days. I'm all about getting yeah, off no. my lawn. So yeah, so yeah, she she would she call me out if, if it sucks. So okay, so I would. So I've got I would that. say it was derivative or it's fun, but there would be a thing, but there's no thing. It's it's genuinely just really. Thank you. Good. Wow. <laughs> so when I was 12, I wrote a short story uh, for creative writing. In sixth grade about uh about me uh hitting my head and then waking up and being 25 years old and being surrounded by all my friends as they were grown up but being really discombobulated because they were all grown up and i was still uh and i was in a 25 year old body but with my 12 year old memory um and i called that story 12 going on 25 now you see <laughs> jennifer garner are you starting to see a parallel there's a, there was a movie on a of all you know. So, okay. All right. <laughs> fine. Star Trek The Next Generation did an episode sort of like that too, right? Riker w- wakes up and it's, you know, 15 years later and he doesn't remember the 15 years that have passed. So, like, I don't know if that episode had aired yet. No, it certainly did not air yet, actually. That was after I wrote the story. So, even Next Gen, I'm going to say, stole my idea. Um. So, then, then in, in ninth grade for creative writing, 
I wrote, this gets really specific. I wrote an inversion of a fairy tale wherein Little Red Riding Hood was actually a spy working against a KGB agent named Mr. Wolf, who was also an actual wolf. Now, I don't know if you've seen the movie Hoodwinked. (laughs) I have. But it's exactly that. My story was called Little Red Riding Spy, and I wrote it in ninth grade. And then Hoodwinked, Hoodwinked is exact. What the hell? Of all the things, it's not that Little Red Riding Hood was a superhero. She wasn't a mm-hmm. race car driver. She yep. wasn't a firefighter. She was a spy, specifically a spy. And I'm, I'm, I'm floored. I'm floored. I kid you not. A year and a half ago, and I told you about this when I had the idea. I was going to make a movie called Badass Santa that I was thinking about. And the idea was Santa has all these powers and stuff, and I had seen the trailer for Rise of the Guardians, which had a little bit of that. Um, and we just reviewed Rise of the Guardians over on Totally Super last week. Um, but uh, but I had like this idea of, a, of like Santa Claus in between finds himself in a full-on action movie, sort of like the beginning of Scrooge. But like it goes to... So two nights ago, I watched a movie called Fat Man with Mel Gibson, where he is a gristled, disenfranchised Santa Claus who lives in a farm on Alaska, who's got a cadre of weapons, who uh, an assassin tries to kill him, and they get in giant bloody rated R style battles on his ranch while the military is also there. And I was like, this is and, and, and I showed the trailer to my oldest son and he said, he, he said, he said, Dad, wasn't this the same idea you had? I was like, I know. I know. Dude, it's really, that is frustrating on a whole other level, man. <laughs> like, like uh, and I'm not kidding. I swear, as soon as you think up the idea, it's out there. Like, I've gotten to the point sometimes too now where if I have an idea for something, um, and I know I don't have what it takes to make it happen because I don't have the, the, the venture capital, the funding, whatever, I'll tell my phone because I know someone will do it then. But like, there are also other things like where I have a dream about something and I think it's a really interesting idea for a video game or a plot for a movie or whatever. And and I will like try to find a clean room in the house and like Mr. I'll be like, honey, no, you can't bring your phone in here. Not for this conversation. What are you thinking? Because um, I'm telling you, man. The little Once word writing spy it, one. The, the, the hoodwinked one is the hoodwinked one is so specific. As yes. is 13 going on 30. But the hoodwinked one, and I went to high school with someone who's huge in animation. Like I went the I went to high school. His little brother was in my year, but he was two years older, but with the guy who wrote Moana. Wow. Like, so I don't know. Maybe it got into some subconscious and they, maybe they were all having a conversation one day and and they're like, what are some neat ideas? And maybe someone, maybe the brother had heard it and somehow it was in the back back of his head it stuck with him or something i don't know i don't know just saying holy yeah. crap yeah. um so you gotta lock that yeah. shit down like when you have an idea you've got to make sure you don't tell you don't speak about it where it can yeah. <laughs> i i do by the way have to make a correction from last week because i got called out on it a lot um we oh, were no. talking uh, we, we were talking about uh about how ahsoka made such a great transition from uh, animated to live action. We had talked about that uh, last week and talked about the Ahsoka, the upcoming Ahsoka series. And I gave a lot of love to voice actress Tara Strong, um, who it turns out is not the voice of Ahsoka. <laughs> 
Are you serious? Uh, um, you'll see why I did. Tara Strong is the voice of um, Tara Strong is the voice of Harley Quinn. Yeah, and so you might see how I'm sort of like, hey, there's this incredible voice actress who who, despite being an incredible voice actress, was not physically right for the character. So they cast another really really excellent actor in that role, and I love both incarnations of it. And good job on both of you. You can kind of understand how I might substitute Tara Strong for Ashley Eckstein because it's sort of I feel the same way about about um, Margot Robbie and and Harley Quinn that I do about Rosario Dawson and and Ahsoka, which is sort right. of if you're gonna you know if you're gonna replace the voice actor, great casting on who you replace the voice actor with. Yeah, um, like so in terms the, the of the, they the they, re- they look it a lot and they brought their A game. Yeah. So, but the point is, is that is that Ashley Eckstein is the one who deserves all the credit wow. and has been and has been the the. You know, along with Dave Filoni, the person who is who's controlled and 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 been in charge of Ahsoka this whole time, and I yeah. feel like it, it. You know, um. Well, at least it wasn't my mistake. I said nothing. I would not have known that. That's all you. You're the you're that guy. I just listened so, to you. <laughs> so today I was so excited, um, because I was thinking this morning, right right before I went to bed. So I guess it was like ten hours ago in the middle of the night. I was laying there thinking about how cool it is that Dave Filoni, who is the writer and director and showrunner of Clone Wars and Rebels. And as one of the co-showrunners of, of Mandalorian and who directed the Ahsoka episode, I wrote, I said, you know, what's amazing. Writer Dave Filoni took a hated, hated at, at, by me too character and made her my fave Star, Star Wars character and a widely known phenom. Hashtag Ahsoka lives. Now, I posted that on Facebook and I went to bed and I woke up this morning with like a thousand people going like, you hate Ahsoka? How could you hate Ahsoka? Nobody hates Ahsoka. You don't. And I'm like, whoa, dude, she's my favorite Star Wars character. I Talk love about Ahsoka. TLDR. Like, <laughs> it's not even um, that long. Like, how was it? What was it? A sentence? Like, come on, yeah, guys. So, well, and, and here's, <laughs> but here's, here's the deal. I, there are a lot of people who got that impression and, and I, you know, and people who I know and respect and, 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 and love. And, but there are just a lot of people who got that impression. I, and I kept rereading, like, what did I, what did I say? How, what what did did I, I, how did I do this wrong? How, how did I, yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like harping on them at all. I was harping on myself. Like, like if someone wrote, sorry, this is a hot take that misses all the marks. Ahsoka is beloved. And I'm like, yeah, yeah she is now. She is to me too. I don't understand. How did I miscommunicate this? The, the, the impression. Impression, I guess, maybe that I gave that people had a problem with is the idea that she was universally hated when she first came out. Um, I know you hated her. I, I, I mean, hated what her. I saw of her, I hated her. Yeah. And that was my thing, too, is I walked out of the movie and I hated her. And then I watched some of the show and the show got pretty good. And I liked her, but then I gave up on the show. And then when my oldest was old enough to watch the show, I watched the show, binged it all the way through, and just fell in love with the character. And then Rebels, and then and then eventually, you know, now Mandalorian. And like like I I went on that journey, and at least you know, and and this is fair. Someone on Facebook accused me of maybe having like an echo chamber. Like I was just hanging out with a bunch of people who were haters, um, which we are. Look, we're all sort of haters, right? Like all I have to do is go. All I have to do is go. Last Jedi Voyager. You know, like it's it's like we all love the thing we love. So someone said to me once, they said the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And so when we love something as much as we love it, it's easy as easy for us to turn around and be haters too, right? I'm sure that there are. Yeah, if we feel like something is a betrayal of our thing that we have that was beloved, we will yes, we will quickly like tear it up. 
like just like, go. like there Insane. there are a billion sci-fi shows that are way worse than voyager but they don't have the name star trek on yeah. on in the opening credits and so mm-hmm. because of that uh, because of that we are we got there's a there's a standard there's absolutely a standard it's like uh, there is a standard that i have come to accept and something that i'm learning i think more and more um which i i truly find fascinating and and instead of um which my usual tack as we know me uh would be to to basically tell you how wrong you are to your wrong fucking face um like i part of me is genuinely um interested and and wants to maybe have conversations with uh people that love track because i know we try to stay away from politics and i'm only going to kind of bribe the door open a tiny bit um that you know we try to stay away from that and it's like well it's kind of it's somewhat impossible because sort of the whole point of the show when it came out as it stands now uh just in general was to take things that were happening uh, in the world and show it in a sci-fi way so that we can look at it and maybe realize uh, some stuff that we that we didn't for like in Deep Space Nine for instance with you know the Bajorans being uh, basically uh, terrorists for want of a better term and sort of making you see their point of view and going huh it's, it's to make you think and that's kind of, and I and that's sort of always been my like going very back to the very original series you know with the whole like episode spoiler like, alert about what we're going to talk about this week on trek off right um it's gonna yes. have to necessarily gonna be part of our discussion um but like like the episode where they you know the thing that was always kind of universal was that like we had worked our shit out and then we were going out into the universe and encountering these other alien species that haven't and so we're able to question it without uh having to uh without it feeling like an attack i think is the best way to put it uh like the episode when they come across the uh the, the planet in the original series uh where you know one one race there is half white and half black and the other one is half black and half white it's like wait what um let that let that be your last battlefield is that it maybe um I I, sure. yeah you're the one who's good with the factoids of the names i i could tell you Maybe. the plots but i don't know that stuff um but i just remember like that's kind of its thing it's 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 known for having the first interracial kiss on television like it's and so I, i'm i'm so often perplexed and confused because i have an idea of what star trek means to me and kind of what it has always meant and people who watched it maybe like i watched the original series when i was a kid right uh and there are people who probably well i'm sure there are i not probably i know there are there are people that watched it as adults because they were adults when it came out and i and i know that sometimes i've run into people who are also lovers of trek but are completely opposite to me on so many political views that don't seem star trekian right and i'm very confused by that and so it, it, it makes me interested in actually finding out so then what draws you to star trek and what do you what are you getting out of it what does it mean to you so that that there can be such a disparity between us in our belief system because uh, I think I just sort of took it for granted right that this is what Star Trek means to me so it's what it means to everybody so that means I have a certain if I have that 
piece of information, if I know that you love Star Trek, I I feel safe in saying certain things or in having certain beliefs go unchallenged, like just take for granted that you're going to agree with me. And that's not necessarily true. And I'm just, I'm fascinated by that at this point. It's like well, where I, I actually want to know why. I think that that's a great transition into our topic for today. Um, because I think that necessarily, based on the conversation that we had last week, because um, we only touched on Discovery a little bit, but we talked to, talked about how how while you're in, you if let me see if I'm getting this right you were saying that you enjoyed you're enjoying the show but you're not sure how Star Trek it is and then you said something really interesting maybe it's not the Star Trek that we want but maybe it's the Star Trek that we need and then I made a Batman joke um, so so <laughs> well Trek you know what deserve. before we get too heavy because this is gonna this is gonna become extraordinarily heavy and I think fraught uh largely because of me and I'm gonna right. say it right now but I gotta tell you something that has happened to me personally recently that I believe is uh, that I think is relevant for some reason um all right go so for not many people know or maybe they do uh, very recently it was my birthday and uh I've always had kind of a thing about like when you grow up with your birthday being so close to Christmas, uh, you get a whole lot of particularly, you know, someone like myself who is uh, one of four kids. There's a whole lot of, well, it's your birthday and your Christmas gift. Fuck you! Why Why isn't it her birthday and Christmas gift too? Just because her birthday's in May? That's bullshit. She should remember when it comes Christmas time that it's both. Um, so It's a great joke where somebody walks up to Jesus and goes, hey man, I heard your birthday's on Christmas. That sucks. <laughs> Like, I think the only person I ever met who had it worse than me uh, was a friend I grew up with, and his was on uh, Christmas Eve. And, like, my mom, I like as I understand it, the story goes, she had me induced to prevent me being born on Christmas. Like, to be born any closer. It was like a choice she made. Um, and I think that's funny, because it didn't really matter. Oh, like, that whole five days made the big difference. You're right, mom. Um, but in any case, uh, I also have an aversion uh, to people wanting to show me things on their phone. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I'm, I guess it's my old age along with my get off my lawnness. I'm, I'm becoming somewhat of a Luddite. I do love technology, but I fucking hate watching something on this tiny screen on my phone. I fucking hate. Like when you send me like, hey, you should look this thing up and watch it on your phone. I don't want to watch it on my fucking phone. I want to watch it on my big TV. Why would I watch something that you're telling me is so cool on my tiny little fucking phone? Like so I, and all the time, Mr. A in particular tries to get me to look at things on my phone, be a, a a news video or whatever and I don't like it and so he came upstairs because I think it was yeah I believe he was working uh and yeah because he couldn't wait for my birthday he came upstairs and he's like I need you to um I need you to look at something on your phone right now and I'm like on my phone what is it he's like well it's a video I was like you know I don't want to watch a video on my phone like how long have we been married this is bullshit I was like he's like please don't make this a thing I was like I'm not making this a thing I just don't want kids there a reason we can't watch it on the team like I've given him a lot of shit like, please just don't make i know this yeah thing. i heard please you I, I i heard I, I heard you earlier today and you're like get the food like you really have there been people literally on on your lawn <laughs> like, i know right like it's, is there is there is there some sort of like protest that's decided to that happens continually there, on my uh, lawn uh, occupy almost. occupy pose <laughs> right there almost actually like the, you'd be like we're sort of the black sheep of our community so that's almost <laughs> true um so so I'm like, he's like, please, please, baby, please don't make this a thing. Just so I, so I give him the fine. I will 
I for you because I love you. My fucking phone. I do either no do this. So I go, I look at my text from him, and it's Marina Sertis. And I hear her say, Hey Alex. And I'm like, oh cool. Okay, so he found like a video where she's where she's talking to someone named Alex. That's really neat. Um and then she continues to talk and I'm listening to her and slowly realization dawns because she's like, your husband, Daryl, tells me that you have a podcast trick off. I think that's brilliant. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> is she, is she she's talking. She's talking to, to me. She's talking to me. Like I immediately start crying and losing my shit because it's a video from Marina Sertis to me wishing me a happy birthday. That's awesome. I, did, I lost I did the, my goddamn mind. I did the and, same thing for Ke- I did the same thing for kelly for her birthday um last summer with john barrowman um Uh, it's amazing that i didn't even remember that that was a thing because i'm sure you would have told me and i would have been like that's fucking awesome i had no idea it was a thing and and then after that gates mcfadden saying happy birthday to me in a video to me i could not believe it it and i was having a really shitty birthday like one of our one of our kittens one of our furry babies had to get spayed like you do uh and she has been a nightmare and i've been i'd been like not sleeping terrified worried she'd already pulled out like one of the stitches she's getting into stuff she's trying to lick the wound she's playing she's doing crazy shit i'm freaking out he has to take her to to the like emergency vet visits twice one of them on my birthday i'm like yeah this birthday has been really awesome so like that really those two things those two videos he's like honey just watch your video and i would and they would just bring me such joy i think it is so incredible that that's out there and that they know about our podcast and i even if they forgot about it the very next second i don't care and gates actually said that she has one now and i tried to find it but i couldn't find it um and i a part of me like spoke to her in the video uh, because she was talking about how great our name was and she said um, I actually have a podcast too uh, our, our, it's not the name's not as great as yours which is really awesome I was like oh well that's all just he came up with the name as though I'm speaking with her I'm so do you know <laughs> what I mean like <laughs> and hers is called um, Who Do You Think You Are? Uh, but I've, I've tried to find it. And I was, I was like, I'm totally listening to your podcast, Gates. Are you kidding? You just say happy birthday to me. I'll do whatever you want. Like, it was so funny. amazing. Just amazing. They were both glorious and wonderful and made. And my husband is a beautiful, wonderful. As I've already said, you guys know, I think he's perfect. And he well, is. He's pretty and, great. And it just really, if not for that, I don't know how I would have made it through this birthday. Like, I was really. Well, was happy, really happy birthday from me <laughs> and from everyone listening to your lovely voice. Okay. Ready to get, ready to get. Uh, but now serious. let's get down and dirty. Let's, but like, but seriously, those two women rule for the, for the record. Everybody. Always. Uh, always have um proof yeah. positive right here that i will have forever i'm just i'm so jazzed i couldn't i i don't even know i don't even like i because like my sister got to get her picture taken with the whole tng cast and as you know i did not because we were like working um so i was just so oh i was like you know this might be the best thing ever invented right here and i did come across john barrowman and i was like of course he's crazy and fun i want to you yeah, gotta no, send was. me what, what you got for for the wife because i bet it's amazing because he's adorable and all the all, all the people who are on that side 
it was a cameo. Is that what it's called? Um, yeah. All of you that are on there, um, God bless you. Like, what a way to uh, connect with people and to show your gratitude uh, yeah, in such cool. a simple and way. also to make a buck in this tough times. I mean, let's call yeah, it. like it, yeah, it's, and, and they deserve and, to. It's like they need they to. Did, they they, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're entertainers. Like, <laughs> and and you're and it's a it's this highly personalized, wonderful gift. Like, I just yeah, no, it's really cool. It's really amazing. Cool. So okay, right, let's do this. That let's leads this. into. TNG. Yeah, all right. So, right, so I'm going to ask you to start. I'm going to I'm going to say please answer me this question. Um mm. So so let's let's Oh shit here. T- let's pick up let's pick up on where we were. I want to make sure that we don't spend a lot of time rehashing how we feel specifically about it being later in the future um about about I just want to make sure we're not reiterating something we talked about. Sure, we had talked ago. about that already and I think we had both kind of agreed that's where we were that we were happy at the way they had left this. Yeah, we right? were, I think we had just watched the first episode at that point. I think that um, that's kind of where we were because we we hadn't gotten much to it. Oh no, we also watched no. the second because we the second one was the was the crash and then she gets back together with them and that's where we stopped and we hadn't seen anything since then so so it's been that long since we talked about discovery so now i don't think we even did that dude this is the first time we're, we're actually talking about it i think we talked about how the awesome season. the the discovery crash itself was and what was going on and the fact that she was disoriented on on the bridge and i think all of that is, is like sort of talked about I, I so i now that we're there now that we get an idea of the world um i think what we did not do is the episode i think the episode that we have not yet done is when they arrive at the star base um and see what Starfleet really is now. And right. So, so I mean, so but this start, was apparent prior to that. I think for you, I'm I there's no doubt in my mind why you're happy and ever and like I could tick off all the moments that you were like, yes, yes, yes. Exactly what I said, exactly what I want. And there are subtler things that are clearly for general geeks like you and I. Uh I think it would be silly to pretend there's no similarity between this universe that we're in now and the uh the vibe if you will and somewhat visually the style of firefly hmm. would you agree yes and no um it's interesting when they I shot mean, i'm not firefly. saying exactly i'm saying it's well, like well, it's when they when they subtle. shot yes i i can see how aesthetically firefly, firefly I mean, and battlestar galactica have have influenced the yes. visual language of this universe. Yes. Um, although I would say that that Firefly is much closer to steampunk, whereas this is like full on. There's much more sci-fi here. This universe is much more futury, whereas Firefly sure. but and, like and in, Battlestar in that episode a, when they crash land, they literally walk into a swinging doors bar. Sure, yeah, literally. Now, now um, they and, did, they did that in the original series, and they did that in Next Gen. Sure, so, but those were on other planets that were in, and, like and, stuck and DS9 in a past. Literally, and DS9 literally had what was pretty much a swinging doors bar. Can complete with, <laughs> complete with two or three giant bar fights every season especially when Klingon showed up there was always a, the big bar fight that <laughs> happened in Quark where Quark gets injured and threatens that he's going to press charges and then Odo dismisses him and we never talk about it again and then one day Quark ends up having some kind of aneurysm because of how many head wounds he's had like you're not supposed to get concussed that many times but every time Klingons are on the station they have that scene with him being repaired by Dr. Bashir in sick, sick bay when the infirmary when Odo comes up and goes what happened Happen. I'll tell you what happened. They wrecked my bar. I'm going to press charges. <laughs> it's more important things than that. We got to find out the dippity-doo. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> 
Um, Am I wrong? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. No, you're not. Um, I mean, also, not just that, but like the visual aesthetic, like the way that people are, uh, everything's sort of fringe. No one can communicate with anyone. Um, Sure. There's a lack of uncivilization, if you will. Um, uh, And I'm sorry, but his name is Book. Like, that's his name. Oh, like Shepard Book? I'm just saying. Little things like that. I don't know what to say. I mean, I I literally created a character called Book in my first movie. Movie. But I'm sorry. I literally created a character named Book in my first movie. And why? So I'm sorry. And why? Because it's a cool name. Uh huh. Had you watched? And then Firefly? I created. Then I created. No, it was just a cool name. That was not a reference. And then I created Step. I just want to choose other like random Starfish. Like like Star. Like, it's, it's, Starfish. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard to pull that one off and make it sound cool. I think Tuna Can. Oh. This is my friend Tuna Can. Why do they call him Tuna Can? You know. You know. <laughs> Oh, no. Welcome to Trek Off. Welcome to Trek Off. Uh, I'm just saying it occurs to me that they're there. Okay, and that's fine. I got no generalized beef there. Um, so in continuing to watch, mm. the thing that I've always thought of as Star Trek is, like I said earlier, that it is we are the Federation, right? And all of our shit has been figured out. Petty squabbles and bullshit. Money is not a thing. Like everything is hunky dory, good, great, and we're so good and great that we're. Just just like, hey, let's go check out space. Like, not to do anything fucked up, but like, just to check it out. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there are weapons on their vessels. They're, they're, but like, that occurs to me, like, just being prepared, just not being stupid. Like, I'm, if I'm going to go off exploring, you know, I'm not going to go weaponless if I don't know what I might come across. Like, that would just be naive. And they aren't naive. They have ideals that they believe very strongly in and they and are very good at heart and wish to explore and, and you know, discover new civilizations. Um, but they have clear rules about not engaging, you know, prime directive style with people who don't know what the fuck you are uh, so that you're not fucking up their shit. And that means that the, the thing that we're looking at is they're landing on a planet or they are aware of a planet and there is some shit going on between this planet and that planet or whatever. Like, so all of the the questions that it brings up are based on outside of itself not within the federation all right so so Would let you me agree let, that's generally formatly right, so, the way sure so so what you're saying is if we're comparing discovery to what was before that the significant difference i'm just making sure i understand the significant difference is is the original star trek um in the 60s had a perfect federation that that was the ideal that was the that was the standard bearer that would mm-hmm. then go to an external world that was different from our own and use that world as an allegory for real world stuff and then the federation would kind of step in and go and go there is a better way to be maybe this is a better way to think and the new world either would or would not accept it but it was the other world that was the allegory while the federation was the standard bearer is that sort of what you're saying yes it's utopia okay got it and what we have now occurs very much as a dystopian scenario i can see like like star wars back in our day the first star 
Star Wars. Dystopian, yes? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a that's, I, I would say lived in. There are aspects of it that are dystopian. I feel like for a dystopian place, Alderaan seemed like it was doing pretty well until I got blown up. You know, so I, I don't, I guess you could say semi How do we know? We have no insight on what was going on. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I think that dystopian, a, a dystopian really puts the the emphasis on the dystopia, I think is, is sort of what I'm saying. So I don't, I, it might be dystopian, but I feel like it does, it certainly doesn't want to spend too much time lingering on the dystopian aspect of it. But that, but it does though, because that's what they're fighting against. That's what the rebels are rebelling against. I mean, this is a larger story about Star Wars that we could discuss about that how, we could go down, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's kind Save of for next week because I've, I've, I've thoughts for next week on that. that okay, but because uh, I feel like that's that. uh, maybe that's part of what you like so much about this is there's definitely much more parody at this point with Discovery and, and Star Wars than think perhaps there ever has been. Oh, you see, I disagree. So that's that's where I so so let me chime in on, on okay, I think I get I think I get what you're saying, and, and the visual language certainly has changed, and I think it's just because you can do that now. I think the visual language is like, hey, we can make this look exciting and dynamic without sacrificing the theme or the 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 morality or the emotional resonance. We we can do that on the budgets and the technology that we have to do that stuff. Um, and certainly I understand why you'd have a show like The Orville that that deliberately looks back at the way things used to be shot as a stylistic choice, but yeah, it's really interesting because I don't even you think it's about both- the way it's shot, but you go ahead. Well, no, but the way it's shot, the way it's edited, the way it's put together is just of a it's of a different vibe um, in terms of sort of the the level of intensity that everything has from a, from a visual per- visual perspective. Um, I the point I was going to bring up there is you and I have both done a, a number of theatrical productions as actors. And in those productions, I'm sure you and I have both at some point done a Shakespeare show that was set in another time, right? Yeah. A Shakespeare show Absolutely. that was set now, you know, and that's, and, and it's always a dicey prospect because the question becomes, should you do a Shakespeare show produced um, contemporarily, like done like, you know, I did, I did, you know, Macbeth in an office building it was one that I did. Um, and should you do that or should you do it set in the time where it was set and, and how should the character? characters dress and stuff. And an argument I heard once made was that, you know, at the time that it was set, it was done in the most modern way possible that they were able to do. Shakespeare, as a matter of fact, you know, when Shakespeare's doing Julius Caesar, nobody in Julius Caesar is talking like Romans, right? Everyone in Julius Caesar is talking like Shakespeare. And at the time, that was the neatest, newest thing. And so should we treat Shakespeare like a time capsule or should we do Shakespeare as Shakespeare? If Shakespeare popped back into life right now, spent what a year getting, getting, spent a year getting himself caught up on modern, you know, theatrical productions, modern fashion trends, modern events. He spent a year reading the news and they're like, okay, we want to produce Romeo and Juliet. Should we produce it in 1500s Verona or should we produce it as a modern tale? And my my instinct is to say that Shakespeare would say produces it as a modern tale. They were always intended to be modern tales. It's just that 500 years have passed. And so Sure. And so when I'd you go say to that's Star Trek, true. when you go to Star Trek, you know, we call a lot of people call the original Star Trek campy now. And and it, it is at times, but they were doing it the best they could at the time. And in the 60s, people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is on TV. You know, I remember when Next Gen was on, what got me about Next Gen is it was like a little mini Star Trek movie every week. The production values, the scope that sure. it was doing, it was as good as they could do at the time. And it did reflect the attitudes and production styles of the time. 
And so I think that Star Trek has always done better when it tried to be as much of the time as it was. And the problem is, is that now Star Trek's been around so long, Star Wars falls into the same problem, that that some of it is necessarily a time capsule, a, a, a vision of what we used to think, a retro future, right? It's, it's what we used to think the future was going to be like. And given sure. that it's also which is to be why I'm definitely a fan of, ha- of of having had them jump so far in the future. I was like, this is perfect. You have you have just basically made a move to get yourself out of the box you were in that was pretty limited, and yeah. we were watching closely for every misstep to be like, and that's the, and the only way, and the and only now, way that box is done better, which is why I love that Strange New Worlds is going to stay in that time. You can be in that time frame all you want. If you're a ship going out and really just going out and exploring and finding a new planet every week, who cares? Yeah, you can do that there. But if you're going to tell the bigger, scopier stories, you you are going to necessarily have to move forward. I think it was a really, really good choice to to do it. Yes, the way to, to move. It. I mean, there were many like that was where I was on board. I'm on board with that a thousand percent. Like my issue um, is not anything to do. Uh, with it stylistically. In fact, stylistically, I think it is on point. I think it's perfect. I think one of the things that Star Trek has done in the past, and I hope with this will continue, will co- be a continuation of something that it has done. I think that a lot of our technologies um, have a basis and a foundation uh, from the dreams of Star Trek. Like we have tablets now because we because someone imagined them in Star Trek. Do you know what I mean? Like there's and there's so many people who have created you know, cutting edge tech that our fans of Star Trek and credit it with being a fan of Star Trek and being so like, let me, that's let me something I want. And stuff. so I love that they're doing that now because what this, what the future of technology, if we just are dreaming, looks like from here is yeah, incredibly different than where they had boxed themselves into when they began. And yeah, so and I, I wanna, was like, and I want to be super clear about, I want to be clear about how, before we talk about anything else, about how important and cool that is. Star Trek oh, used yes. to, Star Trek, one of the key things that Star Trek used to do was show you cool new shit. That, yep. was, a, that, that was one of its primary values. Oh, look, the transporters. Oh, well, we're landing on a planet. Oh, you have Q. Look, he can, oh, look, you have a, a holodeck. Oh, how, oh, look, you have a, 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 a replica. Oh, and oh, the phaser, like, like we can do stun no, or kill. Look what we can do. Like, oh, and it was always, and then I think like, like right around DS9, it stopped. They like tried to do a holographic thing once on DS9. It never worked. And then they stopped doing it after like two times. And even as flashy as the jj abrams star trek was there's no new no new technology there like it was like i feel like the last because you well because you know that you're in because you've chosen the time that we know and so like because i know there were things that we even had to accept at the time where it was like all right i'm just gonna have to let go of the fact that this is all shiny and new and like looks way more futuristic but i guess my point is is that so so the third season of ds9 was i think what 1995 and wow you know and, and, you get, and you get to like Voyager and the best Voyager can give you is like just saying that there's a new technology. You know, we have bio gel packs that are doing the Okay, cool. But it's not like you're interacting with them, right? It's like you just know they're there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, the, the doctor has a has a mobile, a, a mobile emitter. A mobile okay. emitter. Yes. Yep. That's that's I guess that's, that's sort new. of new. I guess that's new. That's but what, cool. what, is, what does that mean? That means he can walk around the ship. It's not like I'm going, look at how cool it is that he can walk around the ship. Yeah, um, but I'll tell you on fucking Discovery when like a bed pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, from when you have it like you're like, oh, you can. Malleable sort of, it, matter. I don't even know what they call. I forget what they call it, but it's I'm like, what? 
And the bed looks comfortable. The bed looks like a wonderfully comfortable bed. It looks comfortable um, and real. It's like it's like real time. I'll tell you the I'll tell you the last like time creating I was, I was something in- from 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 nothing. It's it's like it, it's it occurs to me in a, in a in a way like um in a dreamer's way of where like three D printing is going. Like we already have pens that can three D print, which is fucking amazing. So you know it's the like, only okay, thing now- that they've done in Star Trek before Discovery in the last. I don't know, however many years that made me go, ooh, the last thing they did. And then there had been nothing before it really was in Star Trek Beyond when they're on the space station. They had the little transporters that looked like like little doors, like like walking through a metal detector where people are just walking in and dissing, there's like a line and people are just walking in, bloop, 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 going to wherever their destinations are. And that there was just a really like a three second shot that I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. If you had transporters, why wouldn't that be? Like you'd have, you'd have a little hub and there'd be a little line and you'd walk through it and you'd walk out wherever else you're supposed to be going yeah the, okay i understand how everybody would kind of do that like that seems like like a cool civilian way to use a transporter so that was one thing but it's nothing like this the 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 fact that they have the holographic interfaces and the personal transporters and the the oh, the, the, the yeah. matter and that like all of it the, is and the malleable matter that learns like and it's and if you think and that's what i'm saying like all of this stuff is at you can you can if you look at it you can think about it in the roots of stuff that we have now technologically that the they are dreaming and its own character to the and, future yeah and i, I think, think that that's is, fucking awesome yeah so so now that that's awesome let's talk about the the key idea of whether or not this this is star trek and i'm and I'll, i'm gonna do my my so i, I want to say rebuttal but i think that I, I i'm not really rebutting i'm just sort of telling you my opinion on it because i i i understand completely what you're saying and i think you understand what i'm saying and i think you're going to share this opinion about what they're doing and why it's good but you you might you and i might disagree as to why it's why in star trek or not and here's the difference between now and the 60s the 60s are a very... Um, I mean, let me think of a way to put it. The 60s are a, a very bipolar time where on one hand you have Americana and and you know and 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 great old music and the wonder years. You know what I mean? Like it's there's it's very much the the the, the rise of the suburbs and, and 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 stuff like that. And on the other side of it, you have civil unrest in the Vietnam War and and cruelty to black people and and you know assassinations of JFK and RFK and MLK and 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 you know all all of this discord happening at the same time it's it's a very interesting time but the one thing that despite our chaos that we were in in the 60s there was not really a thought of oh this country is is falling apart at least not that i've seen it's been like Oh, this country is is in trouble. Oh, this thing is bad. This subject, I you know, I I am for or am against segregation. Okay, you can make a you can make an episode, you know, like the one we discussed, which speaks on behalf of the person who's against segregation. That maybe, hopefully, the person who's for segregation sees the episode and says, "Huh, I didn't think of it that way." Right. And that's and that it, it, there are issues in the '60s, multiple issues. Seven. The '60s is a time of issues. Um, the 80s and early 90s were really pre 9-11 a time of 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 reflection a time of like hey we are in in that time America there, there's there are things about America that are nearly utopian um, there's still bad stuff but it's all sort of like underneath the surface underneath the cracks you know what I mean and, and a well, lot and of also not even just that like I've said this before when I go back and I watch certain things from the 80s and I see um, in a lot in a number of cases where um for instance like for instance where like gay culture is just accepted and um women seem to be more more rep- more represented as as well as people of color uh it's not 
there doesn't seem to be a lot of tokenism. It, it seems to be like just like what we're like wanting. Everybody's the same and we're sort of and 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 everything's cool. And I feel like then that what happened is there was a cultural backlash from how far we had sort of progressed. If you well, and I think that I think that it is worth noting that that you have, you know, Home Alone, which is, you know, the whitest movie ever made, um, <laughs> comes out like right at the same time as Straight Outta Compton comes out. So, you know, you the the Friends is happening, you know, the whitest show ever made. It's happening at the same time that the Rodney King beating happened. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was certainly sure. in, in the eighties and nineties there there was, but in media and it truly was a whitewashing of of what the real problems out there kind of were across the board. So it, like like Star Trek would speak to the issues a little bit, but it was so you know you couldn't speak to gay issues. You could just have a genderless character and sort of say it. But remember, like like all the discussions about is marriage between a man or a woman or not, and now it, it seems just ridiculous that this was something that was a national conversation. Like 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 how. How about marriages between whoever they want to if they're not bothering you? Right. Like that wh- why not just why not just that? How about like like yeah, let people live their lives if they're not bothering you? Um and and at the time there the, so I think there was a, a an unwillingness to deal with some of the issues which was way DS9 the fact that it got away with what it got away with too groundbreaking. I think the difference between that and now is I have never been, you know, and this is where we said, you know, it, listen. All right. I am just going to say this for people who want to avoid all political conversation. Um, I hear you. I get you. Come back next week and we're going to have a great conversation about The Mandalorian and and the end of the season. It's going to be awesome. I know you want to talk about that thing that happened Um, uh, and what's going to happen next. Uh, but right now, I think we're going to have to necessarily talk about what's going on now. And the next part of this conversation might not be your favorite. So if you're not into poli- politics, thank you. Track out bitches. Um, okay. <laughs> I have personally never been so scared about the the integrity. And I don't mean like the moral integrity. I mean the like it staying a single thing um, of the United States as I am right now. Great. I've never been so worried that like part of the United States is going to secede or there's going to be some Yeah, because we weren't violence. like, the, although I think the last time that it the country felt this unstable uh, was when the Civil War happened and we weren't alive then. Yeah, so. um, I, I have never, like, I find myself looking at the beliefs that some people hold and, and I... They must really not understand my beliefs, and I certainly really don't understand theirs, and I don't understand how things can come together. The reality, what, what I think is largely to blame, uh, it is that which has been both a, both a blessing and a curse, which is uh, technology, and, pers- and particularly technologies like Facebook uh, and Google and their AI algorithms. Because the reality is that what their algorithms do, and I don't think it was their purpose. Like I don't think it was like. They were, you know, mustache twirling villains going, ha we will have AI that will do this. It will only surface the things they want to see. Like it, it was an attempt to monetize those things that they had created. Um, and I think un- the unfortunate side effect that like they just didn't consider was what that winds up doing is when you do that across the board is now I'm not going to see, I'm not even going to see those things that don't agree with me like over time slowly the the, yeah. the ai is going to recognize the things 
that I am liking and gravitate toward is just going to keep serving me more of it. And it's not, I'm not even going to know that there's actually this really delicious, like, I don't, I'm not, a, but just to make a weird way to go with it, like, I'm not really big into steak, for instance. Like, I don't hate steak. I've had it damn, I can eat a damn good steak, and then sometimes I'll be like, mmm, steak. But I'm not like, some people just like fucking love steak, and that's not me. Like, that's cheese. Cheese is that, for me, right? But that, and while I love cheese, it's like all I ever see is cheese, cheese, ooh, more cheese, more cheese, and I'm just swimming in the cheese. I'm loving the cheese. But like, there, there might be this really great steak out there that I don't even know exists, right? Because all I'm seeing is cheese. Yeah. And I think no, I, that's I, I get exactly really lended, th- that has really exacerbated our natural human tendency to already gravitate toward that, which we find agreeable. I, I want us to make good forward moving pro- progress. I think we've sometimes allowed the perfect to become the enemy of the good. Yep. Uh, where, where, For sure. where, you know, one person, one person goes, you know, I want to move forward four steps. Another person goes, I want to move forward three steps. And they're like, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm not going to do that. So no one moves forward any steps because they don't like that it's not enough in the direction that they want to go. And and people are passionate about it and rightly so. And none of these, like, the, uh, it's one of the reasons I went back forth so much. I'd be a terrible president because I'd be one of those people who just like, I'd list somebody to get in the room with me, you know, and go, what about this? I go, oh my gosh, I didn't think of it that way. Yes. And then someone else would say, yeah, boy. So I am, I am very malleable in that way. I wish I had a sterner spine. Um, but like I, I sort of want self reflection, though, my friends. Like I, 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 I sort of want to consider all all the sides and try and make the best decision I can. So, so we get to Star Trek, and 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 I, I think that what we have in in Star Trek right now is a reflection of the world that we're in, which is that you know the 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 Vulcans aren't bad and the Federation isn't bad, but they all just sort of stop talking to each other. Yeah, like something bad happened, and to all of them. and this is what we're looking at. And I, I think that that it, it's sort of... When we knew that when we first heard the Picard show was coming out, this is sort of what I hoped the Picard show would be. And it was somewhat. I think they're both speaking... To say it's not Star Trek, at least for me, it's it's very Star Trek. Because it is not speaking to, here are the issues that we need to discuss. Because we're sort of past discussing issues. I think we're now at a point where we're like, hey, who are we? Who are like we? Who what are do we, we even humans? stand for? Like what? Like what does it mean to be an American? Like I think that that's like one of the things I think that ha- that that that's why I say maybe it's not the Star Trek I want, but perhaps the Star Trek uh, that's needed is because something that has become, uh, I guess, sort of the the root of most of these conversations. Right? Is uh, if you want to boil it down, is patriotism right to the united states of america and you've got certain people uh claiming they have the absolute right to declare what is and is not patriotic uh and it's like we're all not on the same page there and that is very problematic we don't all agree what it means to be an american and to stand up for american value like my own father who is an immigrant he's from greece um and uh is a like is basically Trump without the money. I think I've said this before. Um, but I I thought I'd finally found the perfect thing, right? The thing I could say to him to get him to say, to see what I saw, um, particularly with the controversy around overturning the election. I was like, but one of the justices that, that like said, no, motherfucker, like was 
a Republican appointee of Trump who's Greek, dad. He's Greek. Like, he's Greek. <laughs> and Trump appointed him and he's a Republican. He's, he's all the things. And he's even like, dude, get the fuck out of here. How is that not yeah. change your mind? And he's like, he's unpatriot. He's not a patriot. I'm like, whoa. Well, so like, here's, it's here's, insane. Here's, a, here's a hot take. And, you know, it'll piss some people off that I say it. I think we're all people first. Like, we happen to be born here and this is a... A, a great country at its base and and the potential for its greatness is even better than than where it is um but we did nothing special we didn't we did not earn our place here it was, we, we were we born just were here. lucky we, enough to be born here we, like, we lucked out and and yeah. it doesn't make us any more worthy or any more human than someone who happened to be born somewhere else I agree. um yeah. and i think one of the messages of star trek was always that yep. that 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 by making the other people not human at all where you go they seem so different than me. They're and then so you see, alien. You know, no, at their at their at their core, they're mm-hmm. people. They're, they're all people. life forms. They're all Star beings. Trek was Star Trek was always trying to make you look and go, hey, those people you hate are people. Yeah. They wake up in the morning. They kiss. They kiss their kids. They they want to they want to meet their grandkids mm-hmm. one day. They want to. They're, they're in love with their spouses. They 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 always dreamed of, of seeing Paris. You know. They they yeah. have a favorite song and a favorite food. And, and no matter how weird their culture may seem to you or they have us favorite even. childhood toy at one they point. have that yeah they have all of these sort of base things that make that yeah that that are just a part of their wants their needs you know, and so and, and so you know what what like I, and and i think that to bring it back to where discovery is and why i feel like it is very star trek but just star trek for today what you know maybe what roddenberry would do if if he had never made star trek before and now had to make it um would be to go hey, we've all stopped talking to each other. The greatness of Starfleet is still there. When people hear Starfleet and Starfleet's at its best, they're like, we still believe in you. We still believe in you. We yeah, I you think were- one of the I think one of the moments that, that did um resonate well with me, like I said, I've I, I have been struggling with it um because I, I want my utopia. And I think even more than ever I want it, right? Because of what we're talking about. And I think that one of the moments like first of all, the guy who uh I've I always had a crush on him too. I don't know what it is about me and uh and and Middle Eastern men. I mean him and and obviously Bashir. Like uh, but I think the first day I ever saw him in was the Mummy. And God, was he hot? Uh, not Bash- not Bashir, the guy that plays the. Oh, admiral. you're talking about the Admiral. You didn't yeah. clarify who you were talking about. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I it. I always had a thing for him, and he's amazing. Um, he's a hot, but B more importantly, uh, he's nailing the role, the nuance of his of his position as sort of being our reference points for the Federation now in time, right? And I think that the moment that is that might be what finally sticks with me and brings me around in terms of how I'm feeling about the show right now is <clears throat> when he says uh, when uh, Saru has really come into his own in a lot of ways as well, uh, is is speaking to the Emerald saying, listen, you have been in triage for so long and understandably so. Like, I'm, I'm not like there's no there's no judgment here right but that perhaps we coming from a time of being representative of what the federation is we can bring that back for you cause you to look up i forget what the quote he i forget what he was quoting specifically um but i was like yes that i think think that 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 is is i think i see what they're doing here and like i said it might while it may not be the one that i want it might be the one that i need i think that that as a, a show of that 
as we as we wrap up this show because I I have to go in just one second, but I yes. I, I want to and there are there's we, still a lot to talk about that we um, have to that, get to that, know, that but. what you know if Star Trek is good at anything, um, it's at getting it to look past the veneer of who we think the other person is and and see the soul within. Yes, um, agree. And and that means if somebody's belief system, their skin color, their religious beliefs, their nation of origin, sexual orientation. Any of it is is um, is different than yours. You you don't have to partake in their religion. You don't have to move to their country. You don't have to be attracted to who they're attracted to. Um, but you have to recognize that even though they're different than you, they have a soul, and and, and they're know, just as worthy soul, of or, or, life yeah. as you. I think and, that's kind of the the heart of it. And and that they and and that they you know they feel things the way you do. Off of, like if they you know if they are rose by any other, any other name, right? They they mm-hmm. you know, do do. I not bleed? So, so I think that I, I think that what Discovery's done well, and what I the message that I hope that people get from it, um, both on the left, on the right. I know I've said some political things. I know I pissed some people off, and we've lost some listeners. And I'm really sorry. I didn't want to. Um, and I'm not saying that all is good, and all I'm not you know saying this person is good or bad or or or, or whatever. No, I'm not that, trying to. Yeah, I think that's the thing think, that that I've learned from the most from Star Trek is is to attempt at all at all costs to not judge as much as possible. And to see where we can align rather than what separates us. Yeah, to go to go. Hey, putting ideologies to the side. What needs do you have that I can meet that I'm willing to meet? And what needs do I have that you can meet that you're willing to meet? And then when we get to where we differ, let's let's figure it out. Um, but I think that the problems of the world in general. And I'm not saying, by the way, give a free pass to, to evil or injustice. Yeah, no, like by the, any it's, means, it's not. No, I'm no. Not, I, I, I don't not. want to be misinterpreted as saying saying and therefore all ideologies are good you know yeah. if you're if, if you're if you're a nazi go away um but like but i think that what i what i am saying is that is that our threshold for for dehumanizing and hatred is, has become lower and i yeah. think that's you know i i think and i think we need to actively fight that i think yeah i think that i think that that star trek at least seems to dictate that that we we must recognize each other's basic humanity and and work toward being as good as we can to as many people as we can um and not letting the not letting the disadvantage and the disenfranchised be left behind and and that's sort of yeah. what star trek has has been about i think discovery is reflecting a world where we need to learn that you know we you know our warp drives have all been shut down ladies and gentlemen um you know and yeah. i think the warp drive was the phone call and the dinner table and the and the walk and the talks and i think now that we're in the world of texts and likes that that yep. we we that we it's it's very easy to go you're not a you're not a person you know you're mm. you know yeah wait wait till the civil war comes wait hold on why would you say that you're t- you're talking about hurting people like there's like no yeah. hold on back but sit down sit down for yeah, a second yeah we we don't need you know, there, this doesn't have to come to that so yeah, like, like like look at there's the, the great doctor who speech that that peter capaldi gave is like you never know whose children are going to scream and burn and eventually you're going to have to do what you were always going to have to do from the beginning which is sit down and talk yeah. like that is the only the like, only way like, out the only way through yeah, the, the, is that, is like that. every every war should necessarily be working to an eventual treaty whatever it's going to be so if you can entreat before all of that yeah and look, sit down like, and 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 save the and, lives now 
like, yeah, and go and go. Okay, let's let's you know you where can we where can we start? I don't know the answer to that. It's a tough spot because it is because you know I know that everyone listening is going yeah, but they believe Rah! and I get I get it. I feel that way too. I'm I'm a hypocrite because I feel that way. Too. I have my moments as well. I mean, I think it's like I said, like, and that's what I think that this Star Trek is talking about is is about the try. I think that there are a number of episodes. That's why I think this is a much bigger conversation that we will by necessity have to continue. Yeah, um, there are some right moments. So. In particular, um, and and one of them is definitely um, when she talks to the Vulcans. Uh, that that I think is a, a very important episode to discuss. Um, but I think that there's one line in sort of particular: the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And I think that she says something about how we had to let go of uh, axioms, things of that nature. And it's like yes, because those things, while you hear it and it and it sort of resonates with you innately, and it's like it's it occurs as a no brainer. Yeah, of course I'm good as Spock. I'm going to sacrifice my life for all the good of people on the ship like that is a simple decision but there is something to be said it, when they're talking about the federation and it was spreading uh resources so thin and and forgetting about the the sort of few if you will that those lives matter too those people matter too and what they shouldn't have been left they they it could have been prevented and their being left behind has brought us here and i think that's what the show's doing because i think that's what we've seen happen here in this country basically. lots of lo- lots more stuff to talk about um yeah, our message I mean, to you guys be be kind to each other um yeah. this holiday season see each and try other to think people, before you immediately fire back about uh, something emotionally this coming from me the most emotional motherfucker ever uh to take a beat yeah. put it down whatever like just try to have some let's try to give each other the benefit of the doubt think it through have conversations we love you guys we love happy you. holidays happy new happy year hol- merry christmas whatever merry it is christmas. you celebrate hope that you have help, wonderful have people life. in life to give you great shit like birthday wishes or holiday wishes from cameo like that's great and we love you whomever you all are even if this is even if you stop listening because of this uh we still love you as human beings uh because that's just how uh i think i want to be uh i shouldn't speak for you i still love you (laughs) i don't i shouldn't speak for you but i still love you (laughs) yeah you're right all right i think you do though (laughs) my name is alexia trek off trek off bitches i love just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay. Thanks for listening.